question. I just he reminds me of Travis. They be they be contradicting themselves. Travis be on one side for half his conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> That ain't what you said two minutes ago. <laughs> There's just so much going on in our brains that I, you know, we, we gotta. We, we always uh, are, are thinking about stuff. Is, is that what it is? The fact that you're even likening yourself to Max Kellerman says it all. <laughs> hey, look, man. Max used to be an MC. He used to have, had a yeah. bars. He spit yeah. hot fire. <laughs> he did have some good bars. Hey, you know, if I made the the kind of money Max Kellerman makes, I wouldn't care. It's true. I mean, Skip Bayless has a great career, going crazy. Well, I can tell you right now, Max, Max, is, Max is the punching bag on that show. Because I think if uh, what's the big that black basketball player's name? Oh, hating ass Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick <laughs> Perkins cannot stand Max. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's give a let's give all our viewing public a, a little treat for coming in early for him, you know. Come on. We're gonna yeah. give him a little bit of uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> I seen it pop up on the bottom. Oh my god. I can't see it, Jay. I didn't, he didn't put it I know, I'm about to put it up now. <laughs> oh, okay. Come and test me, come and test me, come and test me, got store. Look, 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 look at Travis' role model. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Travis, when well, you can do that, you can give your own Oh, my God. <laughs> so nice he had to eat twice. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? Oh, my goodness. Whenever you can wrap my back to Kellerman Oh, let me get a napkin to clean this blood off my ears real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, they call, right, me, they call me. They call me Master T. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you, Travis, you're on a show with, three, with, with with four black folks. You can't. You can't say he call you Master T, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Master T. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you didn't start something. Coach gonna be calling you that every week. <laughs> You know, know Coach ain't gonna call him that. <laughs> then he let Travis be his master. He... <laughs> oh, I ain't thinking about it like that. Oh. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you they call me Django. Well, I'm dropping off. I'm gonna drop Travis off, and then uh, I'll play the intro, and we can rock and roll. All right, man. Let's All get right. it. <clears throat> with a better basketball game. Play the clock. Play the clock. Oh, you already know what it is, man. Ooh and Jay, they coming through. Straight no chaser. Straight from the hip. Straight from the hip, don't need no script, just need a microphone. My man, Coach Boo, gon' take you to the entertainment zone. They got the stats, the this and that, to keep the show on point. And when we're done, we have some fun and rock this funky joint. So if we'll sit back and chill, give us a chance to show ya. If one of y'all would like to call, we'll talk just like we know ya. We take control, then start the roll, and then there ain't no stopping. It's time to dip straight from the hip. Let's get it It's like that, and that's the way. Look at everybody dancing. All of us dancing. Ain't that something else? Welcome to Straight from the Hip. I'm your host, Coach Gerald Boone Mitchell, coming to you live from the exalted Imperial Palace on Black Mania. Here with me also we have Big Earl. What's going on, Earl? Not much, brother. How's everything going? Irving, Chocolate City. That look like a chocolate uh, straight from the hip shirt. I saw you holding it. Where did you get that shirt from? A special delivery. <laughs> I hear you. And also from somewhere in Atlanta where they still give a damn about the Falcons. We have <laughs> Miss Carrie. How you doing, Miss Carrie? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thank you. Keeping it real. <laughs> I hear you got a Hulk shirt on. Bless your heart. You are Atlanta. 
Tell the bone, bless your heart. <laughs> well, folks, uh, I want to start off the show by thanking. Uh, there's some people in here in, in the in the chat now. Uh, Tom, who actually works at Movie Tavern, we had the uh, event there the other night, and uh, here's some pictures that we took. That's me and my children there. Uh, oh my God, we got Brianna Gilliam here. Miss Gilliam came out there to see me with Miss Hood, who's always on the show. Miss Hood actually said I look better than Julio the other night when I had my suit on. So when she said she said Julio had to move to second place for the night because uh, I look better than Julio. And uh, we just had so many people come out the other night. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for coming out. There the Carters are. That's uh, Barrett Carter, the number one linebacker in the country. Going to Clemson, those are his parents right there. Uh, like I said, uh, that's Elbert Grimm. He's actually come on the show before. He and I are in a, a business venture together, trying to trying to build something special here out in Gwinnett County. But there were so many people that came out. I think we had about 20, I think 20, 25 people came out the other night, and we had a blast. Everybody had a real good time. So, Miss Gilliam, I know you were there. Tom, I know you were there. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, thank the uh, oh Miss Peavy, I see you, Miss Peavy, on here. Miss Peavy, you didn't come out that night. Broke my heart. I thought you and Mister Peavy were gonna come out, and uh, I can't remember what y'all did. You, you did something and didn't come out. Uh, they see Sharia right there, very good friend of mine, who came out. She actually made the birth uh, birthday cake that we didn't get to eat, but everybody had a real good time. We watched a so-so movie. It was the wrath of man. I'm gonna give it a seven on the boot scale. Uh, my son said it needs to be a six point five. Hey, there you go. Look at that shop man right there. Look at that joker right there. I'm trying to tell you. Now that see they don't dress like that anymore. Look at that just white all the way, top to bottom. Now that, that, that that's classy right there. They don't dress like that anymore. That's straight class right there. That's what y'all getting on this show right there. Straight class, you just saw. So anyway, I see this is the thing about having Jason back there in the background like that. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jason do his thing because something even more phenomenal happened the other day <laughs> in the party we had. Jason was some I don't know what pool he was at. I think he went in the, the whole pool for just himself so that he could do this amazing feat. Guys, I have had more people call me about this thing that you're about to see than anything else. Roll that clip, Jay. I want to go ahead. Do it. Send it. I'm sorry. Jason. Hey, look here, man. That's taking care of business right there, man. <laughs> Put the money in the hat. Put the money in the hat. Let me tell you why that's amazing. I saw that, too. Let me tell you something. Dude, when he first said he was going to do that, I was like, this show going to hit flat on his back. It's going to be in some serious pain. <laughs> and I'll be damned. I'm going to tell you right now, I could never do what Jason just did. I've never been able to turn flips in the pool, off the, off the diving board, none of that. <laughs> Jason, that was amazing to me that he did it. I'm telling you, I, I've watched that clip a hundred times at least, and I have no idea how he pulled that off. I'm, I agree, Mr. Butler. I'm giving him a 10 for that, too. Yeah. That is a definite 10 for me. So Jason did his thing. So anyway, we had a lot of fun with that. So. Guys, my birthday week is continuing. Next stop, Dynamic Cycles uh, Studio in Duluth, Georgia, tomorrow night, 7.30. I got a bunch of people coming. We're going to do a spin class together. We've done it there before. We all had a real good time doing it. So I got people coming out the woodwork. Friends are going to come by. We're going to have a lot of fun. We probably drink some mimosas. You know, we go there to be healthy, and then we're not healthy after it gets done. You know, we drink like cake and eat donuts and drink mimosas and all that stuff when we get done. But it's just having fun. We just want to get together and uh, be able to, you know, love on each other and uh, do some stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, 
Is that it, Jason? Is, oh, yeah. That's, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's dynamic cycles right there. That's when they do the class outdoors. They bring all the bikes out. That on the left right there is uh, is the actual indoor facility that we're going to be at. So, again, we've been there before. We had a real good time, and we're looking forward to going back in there. So, Dr. Sade Samuel is the uh, owner of the place, and uh, she's also the lead instructor and whatnot. And, again, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Miss Carrie, you might have to catch that Uber, uh, catch that train. Come on up. Let me pick you up from the uh, station up here. I think they'll drop you off over there at Discover Mill Mall. And the, the, the studio is only about five miles away. And so we'll get you over there. Have a real good time. That sounds great. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, let's move right along. And I'm glad that Miss Carrie is here today because, man, do we have to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh -oh. Let's first talk about Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan, in a lot of people's minds, not just mine, is one of the problems with the Falcons. Now, I know there are there are diehards like here who swear that Matt Ryan's the answer and whatnot, but Matt Ryan issued a statement saying that he got a lot of ball left in him. I mean, he just he he feels like he can be the Falcons quarterback for at least Another six seasons, I think somebody said. So, uh, Miss Carrie, we're going to start with you ladies first and let you talk about how you feel about Matt Ryan and his comments. Well, you, you know, it's been a long time since I heard a man say, uh, I can only go for one more. So, this is a family I, show. <laughs> I asked Jason, and he said I can go there. <laughs> so, yo, I'm not surprised that he says he can go for that long. You know, I don't, I don't know. Nobody of his caliber, caliber, um, says that they're done. They need, they need us to believe in him. So, we're just gonna roll with it. I think if he thought he really had five or six more years, maybe he'd have taken a pay cut. To have the support around him, like Julio Jones. Hey, me. But we'll see. If if Julio goes, I hope he goes to a contender. That's I mean, I, I hope he goes to a contender. Let me ask you this: Do you think, as a fan, Matt Ryan should be your quarterback for five or six more years? Dog years. <laughs> I hear you. No, I hear you. I'm with you on that. Herb, talk to me. How you feel about it? Look, uh, as a as a fan of another team in the NFC, uh, go ahead and play as many years as you want, my guy. Um, <laughs> especially after the last two years, after the Super Bowl he played. Uh, you know, that, when they say you get that Super Bowl, what is it, Super Bowl uh, slump? Yeah. Yeah, he, he hit it for a couple of years now. I don't know if he's going to get out of that. But uh, anytime you got talent like you do around you and you're not performing the way you should be, uh, I don't know how many – Conversations we gonna have about how many more years you got left? Yeah, it, it was my thing, and and I know part of his uh, part of his statement was I got a lot of good football left in me. Well, I damn sure hope so because you ain't shown none yet. <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, I, I I have never been a Matt Ryan fan, and like I said, he came out to one of our practices last year or two years ago, and we made a, a chunky soup commercial with him and all that other stuff. And the whole time I'm sitting up there like, I don't even, I like this joke even less now. When I saw him in person, I just, I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm, I'm just not. And I mean, I just, I don't know why. And everybody says, I mean, Kerry, you tell me, is he one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL? Miss mm -hmm. Kerry, is he top, one of the top? Top 10? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm telling you, every time I have this discussion, they say, so, Irv, is he a top 10 quarterback? Nah, not, not right at the moment. Is he, is he, in, is he in the top half? He, he's he in the top 18, I'm sorry, 16. Is he a top 16 quarterback? I, I could put him up there. I, I would have to talk it out and see how many guys I could think of. But right now, at the moment, I would put him up there. Okay. Well, the other story dealing with the Falcons, that we need Miss Carrie to comment on is uh, 
everybody's favorite player, Julio Jones. And I say that because every time I talk about Julio, I get crucified. I've been trying to trade him for the last five years, mm -hmm. saying you should trade him now because he's on the decline. Get what you can for him and move on. And back then, getting what you could for him would probably be a couple of uh, first-round picks, maybe. Now, you can't get a couple of seven-round picks for him. So, Miss Carey, they made a, a a big old hype video, and notably missing on the hype video was Julio Jones. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how you feel about that. Yeah, I feel like he's gone. I said that the last time I was on the show. I feel like he's a goner. Um, and I'm okay with that. I wish we'd I wish like you we'd have traded him a while ago when we realized we couldn't get him the ball. I mean, he needs to be with a slinger, somebody who can get him the ball consistently at where we can take advantage of his speed. With Matt Ryan, we can't do that. So mm. I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay with letting him go. I think we like I said last time, I think we did to him here what Green Bay did to Aaron Rodgers there. Wow. Okay. Irv, how you feel about that? And and I'll throw another team in there that that jumped the gun and did a good job. It was uh, the New York Giants with Odell Beckham. They they did the same thing that, that you guys have been talking all the time, that get rid of him and, and get what you can while he's still in good, in good standing. And as we see with Cleveland, he hasn't been playing the way that he's been playing the first, what, four or five years in New York. So – I, I do agree with you guys. Like there's certain players that their mm -hmm. maximum their maximum talent is their first four years, and then you gotta get what you can get before uh, before that slump hits. I agree. I mean, guys, here's the thing. I work out in a facility with Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith, longtime Falcon great, uh, played at University of Tennessee, and uh, Chuck is a big fan of uh, Julio. And you know, Chuck's of the thing that it, it will be a disgrace if they ever traded him and uh, you know how much he's done for the franchise and he'll be a lifetime Falcon and things of that nature. Guys, I, I'm all about a guy sticking with the team and being with that team for his whole career, but only where it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense to me. Now, when you bring in this tight end, you know, uh, the, the, the fourth pick overall who can run a four, three, four, four, whatever, and, you know, he's going to be another target out there now. You don't need Julio anymore. I mean, you got all these other targets out there and this guy. And now you can get something from Julio, from somebody who is, you know, trying to uh, live off of trivia or whatever, who wants Julio for whatever reason, let him have it. Let him have it. If you, if you can get a third-round pick or whatever it is that you can get for him, get it and let him go on ahead and, and, and live out his, you know, uh, last day somewhere else, sign him to a one day contract so he can come back and retire as a Falcon later on and let's move on. So, uh, you know, that that's my feelings on that, but we'll see how it plays out. I, I think he'll be gone here shortly. I mean, now that this, uh, the, the hype video has been out and nobody's done anything on that and no Julio on there. I think you'll see now that he'll probably be gone pretty quick because everybody knows it, it's in the works. Um, speaking of uh, another NFL quarterback, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Is it just me or is anybody just kind of freaked out at how this whole thing is made kind of a turn, if you will, in that now <clears throat> the attorney for all those women is saying, uh-oh, uh, our case isn't looking as good now as it had looked before. Did y'all hear about that? Anyway, the attorney for all those women said now that uh, he's a little bit of concern about this case in light of the fact that they found out that uh, some other lady was doing some kind of extortion thing to some players um, that had been caught doing that. And it was the same thing, a massage lady. They had a big extortion thing going on some NFL players. So I just don't know how this thing is going to end. Is it just that training camp is going to start and Deshaun's going to be out there throwing and everybody's going to be like, okay, well, let's move on. How do you move on from this 
if you're the Houston Texans? I'll start with you, Irv. Honestly, you got to cut ties. Uh, no matter what the, the outcome is going to be. I mean, it's, it's already putting a black cloud over the whole situation. Um, you know, there's certain teams that decide not to cut ties with players when they go through certain situations. But, um, you know, normally you you got to you gotta pass the player on and let them have a fresh start. Well, how do you cut ties, though, if nobody wants you? How, where where does it go? And, and then that's the crazy thing, because at this particular moment, you know, we're, we're past the draft. Free agency already got to the point where it's, everybody got who they want. It's going to be kind of hard trying to trying to find a trade partner for anything for this year. Miss Carey, how do they move on past uh, Deshaun Watson? Or what do they do with Deshaun now? Uh, you know, I don't know. From from the um, team's perspective, I don't really know how they how they can move forward with him on the team but I don't know how they would cut ties. I think that, um, you know, from from the overall perspective, I'm always trying to, I always want to believe the women, right? Um, but it looks like the same, um, the same situation that happened. L look at Mal, or, or what's his name? Albert. Mer Mar Mal oh, Marv Albert. Yep, him and Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. And Ben uh, Ruthless, yeah, Ruthless Burger. Yeah. They, they figure out a way to take care of the whiteness. So I, I I figured at some point they were either gonna crucify this dude, or it was gonna be found out that this was a lot of this was manufactured. So this is nothing new. So, but here, here's my question to you, especially as a female. Even even if it comes out that a lot of this stuff was manufactured or whatever, if you're a lady and you're you're living in that city, or as a as a female in general, do you believe that it could be possible that all of that twenty three, I think, got up to twenty three women, that all of those women were lying? I mean, would, would, are you okay with that, or is that an acceptable end for you? I mean, an acceptable end? I don't know. I think it's possible. I think that that dollar makes a lot of things happen. Okay. When it, when it first came out, I was like, man, this is too much. It's too much of a coincidence. I don't want to play for you. I'd rather retire. Boom. Guess what we found? I mean, where were these Where were these cases before he decided he didn't want to play for Texas anymore? So I, it, it's sad to me because there are women out there being taken advantage of that whose voices need to be heard. But it was, there was a lot of coincidence around this one, man. And, and there's a lot of money in the NFL. Those, those owners got a lot of money. They can make shit happen. Well, here's my thing. And, and, and this is why I, I hate when this kind of stuff happens because I personally feel like if you're the player involved in this, your life is never the same again. Because no matter where you go, no matter what you do, even if you're totally innocent, there's always people looking at you differently from the way that they did before. Because, you know, people say, you know, there's all these little sayings about, well, you know what they say about every rumor? There's a little bit of truth in every rumor. So <clears throat> how much of that is true that really happened to him? And, you know, there's her side, his side, and then there's the truth, blah, 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 blah. But it, it, now his name will forever be logged and tagged to this event. <clears throat> and I just think that's very unfortunate for him. And I think that it's always going to be more or less a stain on his career. When they're talking about Hall of Fame, they're going to say, well, you know, he had that one thing. You know, them 21 women ain't going to lie. 23 mm -hmm. women ain't going to lie now. I can see if it was, you know, maybe five or six of them lied, but I guarantee you, and it is like I said, it's going to be always those kind of people out there. So again, I really, really hate this for for Deshaun and his family and for his career. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it's his career that this is going to affect. I just can't wait to see if 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 he plays this year, where he plays this year. It is all going to be a very interesting story to follow. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Okay. 
there are some evil things that people do in this world. And then there are some even more evil things that people do in this world. Guys, this next story, and, and I'm, Irv, I'm coming straight to you oh, for boy. your first comment. Uh, I'm going to let you comment on this first. They had a guy named Jontavius Bryant. Y'all hear about this cat? Austin P. University got a hoax put on him by saying that he had been picked up as a free agent by the Atlanta Falcons. Got a call from a 404 number in Atlanta. Somebody saying they worked with the Falcons, that they were going to take him as a free agent and uh, gave him all the details about where he should report and everything. And uh, it was a hoax. It gets there. And the Falcons are like, dude, nobody, nobody from here calls you. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, it was a hoax. And now John Tavius is out in California trying to be in a camp out there to see if he can make it through that avenue to get up into the NFL. Earth. Now, now this sucks because now you're messing with people's livelihood. So I, I really, truly, truly hate things like this to come up. Um, now, I don't know if it was true. I did kind of hear it before we started the show that uh, the Falcons decided they heard about the situation and was going to give him a tryout anyway. I didn't but, hear uh, about that. I, I heard didn't. that he, he's going to try out, like I said, out there. He was going to a combine out in California. Okay. And a lot of people were paying for his hotel room while he was there. Somebody paid for the trip out there. Somebody was going to pay for the tryout itself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Because they felt bad for him that he had been duped that way. Okay. Yeah, but that's 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 borderline. Like, I I know a couple of people who was killed, and I mean not killed, but like got got in a situation like that. They got a couple of tryouts with certain certain teams, and come to find out it wasn't true. But like, you know, when it comes to things like that, like you, like come on, man, like you don't have nothing else better to do with your life than to play with somebody's, you know, future like that. Amen to that. I, that that's evil right there. Uh. Karen, talk to him, baby. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that the shame involved with it, I mean, you can really look at this man and should probably be watching for him because his name is everywhere. And he could be so ashamed by it that, you know, he tries to hurt himself or or something like that because it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Like, you thought you were going somewhere. Who knows if he – you know, a lot of people think they're going to the NFL or think they're going somewhere – um, bigger, they go and they buy vehicles or they get loans because they think the money's coming. Who knows what could have happened? Um, and now he's got nothing. Well, let, let me say this. Uh, you know, when I first heard of this story, um, you know, I mean, I, I was blown away by it. I was like, how cruel and evil is that? And there is no doubt in my mind, I'm about to be 55 years old, my birthday Saturday. I feel like I can say this. There is no doubt in my mind that this was done by a female. <laughs> Nobody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No doubt in your mind. Just make sure we get no the words doubt. right here, guys. No, no doubt, doubt in his mind. Okay, all no right. No doubt in my mind. I wasn't ready this for that. Was, this was perpetrated by a female. I'm telling you right now, this is an ex-girlfriend <laughs> got her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, to call him and perpetrate this thing. Because <laughs> it is, I'm telling you, now, come on, Mr. Butler. This was a female behind this right here. They, hey, everybody says it. Hell has no fury like a woman's scorn. And I'm telling you, Right now, this is a female. Come tell you right now. See, a man, if it was a man, if it was a dude, he just went up and punched him in his face. I mean, that's how you do it. Women know how to cut you in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> this was the work of a scorned woman. And when this thing all is said and done, that's what you're going to see is behind this thing right here. Watch and see what I'm telling. I don't know who she is. I don't know what the connection is. But I'm telling you now, this is a woman 
who had somebody call and do this right here, there's no doubt in my mind. None, zero. As soon as I heard about it, I said, that's a woman right there. Now she cut that joker deep. And yeah. only a woman, Hit it with only this. a woman yeah. call, call, can you, cut a man that deep your, like that right there. Use your white voice. Use your white voice. There you go, Herb. I heard you call. All right, we're going to switch gears right now, and let's take a travel down to the NBA. Guys, right now, there are games actually going on right now. Ain't no game going and, on right now. And Earl, oh, it's, over. it's over already. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that first game. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing going on right now. Well, Herb, I'm going to let you take over. First, talk about the playoff, the play-in games themselves and how that works. All right, so right now, the NBA has a setup. Mainly, I think it's a money grab, but it ended up being something that has been very catchy, and it's the playing games. So it's given two extra teams the opportunity to actually make it into the playoffs, the ninth and the tenth seed. The catch is they have to play against each other for an opportunity to play another game that is the loser of the seventh and eighth seed. Now, the seventh and eighth seed game, if you win, you're in as the seventh seed. But if you lose that game, you have a chance of not making the playoffs at all by losing to the ninth or the 10th seed, who then fits into the eighth seed of the playoffs. Mm. So you'll you'll have a couple teams right now, like they're, they're talking about how some of the teams in the West between the Warriors and the Lakers might throw that first game to play against, um, I forget who the second seed is, and instead of playing Utah in the first round. I think it's Phoenix. It's Phoenix. Uh, yeah. It's they might, yeah, they, they might. They might try to avoid Phoenix and play Utah, which is kind of interesting because Phoenix doesn't really have that experience. But uh, yeah, like it's people are trying to use it as strategy right now. But you know, when it comes to one game, you might want to play just to get in. Well, Kara, I know you're a big basketball fan, particularly a fan of Chris Paul. Do you like this new uh, thing that they have here? How how do you feel about it as an NBA fan? I think it's exciting. I like to, I think it's the one game play in is exciting. Um, and it just gives us more hype around, you know, getting ready for the, the seven game series. Okay. Um, I heard talk today that they said, not only is it going to be this year, this thing is probably going to be around for a while. And they said they might even figure a way of doing this in the mid season. Irv, tell me how that's going to work. How are you going to do this in the midseason, and, and what impact would it have in, at midseason? I don't get that. I I need to hear more about that particular plan. I heard about that, but the particular plan that I heard wasn't a full-blown uh, finalized thing when I first heard about it. So I, I do need some more information about that particular one. But honestly, I think they're trying to do something like how the WNBA is doing. The WNBA has like a beginning – or season throughout a uh, situation called the commissioner's cup that they're doing just to give more revenue to the players um, who end up winning the cup while not destroying the whole season. But I think they're only doing it this year to try it out because it's an Olympic year. Um, gotcha. But I, I think the NBA is trying to take ideas from other sports and other areas just to uh, try out in their, in their league. Yeah. Well, we know the NBA needs, we they definitely need more money in the NBA. <laughs> There's not, not quite enough money that's being made in the NBA. So more games and, and more gimmicks like this to, to have play-ins and more TV revenue, that's just what they need in the NBA. So, I mean, I, you know, not being a, a big basketball fan myself, I watch when you get down to, you know, the finals, maybe the semifinals. I start watching. That That's all I watch. Right? I, I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about now about Somebody just got the brains beat out. You know, if uh, the Lakers play tomorrow night, do they play at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time? I mean, I might be able to catch the first 10 minutes of that game before <laughs> I go to bed. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I watch the NBA through Sports Center. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's the way it's done with me. So uh, that that's just how it is. But speaking of the NBA, I heard there's been a lot of, talking going on on social media 
Uh, one of them is this Kwame Brown deal. First of all, I don't know a whole lot about Kwame Brown. I mean, I think Kwame Brown was in the NBA for, I think it was like 32 seconds he was in the NBA. Oh. And he played quite now, a while. And now all of a sudden, he has so much to say. Jay, go ahead and roll that clip with Mr. Brown and see what he's talking about. Gilbert Arenas is the worst thing for niggas. He act like he like black folks. Him, Steven Jackson, all of them. And that little Matt Barnes, that little shit you did to put a battery in Jack back, that little tapping and all that little girl shit, I, I, I used to like you. But now I see you one of them confused little light-skinned niggas that was never dark enough to hang with the black, so you had to act like a jackass to prove you was tough. And you was never white enough to be with the whites. So you just an angry little nigga. And so the shit you say is always aggressive and stupid. You don't know how to respect a man in his space, nigga. I, guys, I'm I'm literally speechless. I mean, her, <laughs> her, her, I mean, bring some light to me about what this is all about. I don't. All right. I'm totally lost. <laughs> let's give let's give a little quick backstory. Come on. So Kwame Brown, the former number one pick in the NBA draft, 2001. Of course, yeah. I know because it's with my favorite team. Uh, it just so happened that it's a it's a running joke in the D.C. area that he got drafted at the wrong time because that was the first year that Jordan came back. And everybody feels that Michael Jordan put a fire in his butt so bad that it ruined his career. Mm -hmm. So the issue is with Kwame Brown is he's been a running joke for bust in the league, kind of like Jamarcus Russell is for the NFL. Amen. The only difference is he actually played 12 years in the NBA. Did he really? He really did. So for who? For I mean, for the first everybody. Like, nah, I can't say everybody, but he, he was he the last four or five years he was with like a roaming, we called the roaming judge. So the only issue that I had was the fact, like with the language and the way he was actually attacking the people. But he never actually told a lie. Like when he was talking about Gilbert Arenas, he was talking about how people are looking for him to be the leader, but he's in and out of prison all the time or in and out of jail in the D.C. area. And it was it was kind of like not being talked about at the time, but everybody's been talking about the people that Arenas was hanging around was either getting beat up or going to jail because of him. Mm. Um, he kind of brought that to light in that conversation as well. Also, um Everybody keeps saying he's a bust. And the one thing that I like that he said, and he, he said it so eloquently that I, I wish Jay, uh, Jay would have played. You only call people busts when they don't last in the league. You don't last 12 years in the NBA as a bust. Yeah. So even though his stats don't necessarily reflect it, I mean, he had a point. Like, if you're a bust, you're not going to play 12 years in the NBA. What Was he ever an all-star? Oh, please, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when you're picked number one overall, and I mean, you're never an all-star or you never win a scoring title or anything of that significance. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're spending 12 or 13 years in the league because you're seven foot five or however tall he is, and there's just not many that many people in the world who are that tall. No, no, I, I agree. Mean, what Jason just put out there, he played for 17. <laughs> yeah. Now I agree with you. But the, the interesting thing is I could name you easily three or four guys off the top of my head, just not even looking at the, the draft, the past drafts, who had way worse careers than him, like an Anthony Bennett, who was a number one pick, who didn't even last two years. Greg or, Oden. Or Greg Oden, but his was injury injury reasons. So I, I know a lot of people can put that as a bust reason, but me personally, I can't. He had bad knees coming out, so to me, he shouldn't have been picked number one anyway. Um, um Bradley. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh guys who went number two, like Asim Thabit, who went directly to the G League as a number two pick. So, mm -hmm. like those guys, I would rather have. I would rather have those guys as a running joke over Kwame Brown, because mm -hmm. even though he didn't have a All Star career, like he was legit. Uh, for the first, at least first four or five years, a solid player. Like everybody expected him to get 20 and 10 every game. That just wasn't what he was. 
Yeah. Okay, so if, if I, as an onlooker, say Kwame Brown's just out there talking, trying to be relevant again, what would you say to that, Karen? I mean, I think he's he's responding, right? So all the smoke is doing exactly what it was what it was meant to do: ignite a flame and create a buzz. Puff, puff, pass. That's what it was about. So they started that, and he responded. So I don't. I mean, I'm glad that he came back and said something. Like he was 6'11", 248. <clears throat> he played for seven teams. He wasn't Shaq, but he wasn't Sean Bradley either. <laughs> I hear you. Or what? What do you say to that about him being relevant again? Now the crazy thing is, he's been hush for at least ten to fifteen years. Mm. So I, I was. To me personally, I probably would have came out with Stephen A. Smith was talking about him when they traded him out of L.A. a long time ago. But, I mean, for a guy who's kept his mouth shut for, let's just say, 20 years, because it was 2001 since he got drafted, and he's been a running joke ever since. 20 years he hasn't said a word, and now he's coming out? Like, I, I'm proud of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't get into it with Stephen A. Smith, because, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, fair or not, and, and you can like Stephen A. Smith, not like him, but he's got the power of the media behind him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, you can say stuff over and over again, and people aren't going to listen to you at some point. But, you know, Stephen A., they're going to listen to Stephen A. every day. And, you know, he can he can stay on Kwame Brown forever. So I, I, I hope that, you know, cooler heads will prevail and they'll let all that go. But I'm sure we'll probably hear something back from, Gilbert Arenas and, and, and Matt Barnes and, you know, whoever else he's talking about. So, uh, you know, whether or not you want to, we'll, we'll stay tuned to that to see what's going on with that. My favorite, um, quote, my favorite quote was uh, when he said, Becky with the good hair. He said, oh, she, yeah. chose, she chose, man. She chose. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Matt Barnes. Oh, and he called <laughs> Matt Barnes again, too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk about where was that battery in the back when Derek Fisher had your wife? <laughs> that was terrible. Oh my God, that's bad. Exactly. That is really bad. That's another story that uh I want to talk about is uh and we 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 alluded to it last week, you know, the 25th anniversary of uh the WNBA. And and you know, I need me one of those shirts. I gotta get one, of, I like those shirts they got, you know, commemorating that and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't really hit me that I sat back like, I didn't really realize they've been around for 25 years. I mean, that is a long, I mean, the fact that they're even still in existence, I mean, to me, speaks very highly for the league. You know, we talked a little bit last week about what they would need to do to, you know, broaden their audience and whatnot. But I mean, I never thought they would last for 25 years, to be honest with you. So when I when that really hit me the other day and I saw the shirts everybody was wearing, and they were talking about how, you know, the men's game was giving them a lot of love and whatnot, I just thought that, you know, hey, this, this, is, this is a big deal. So, uh, Karen, what do you have to say about that? You know, I'm ashamed to say I grew up I grew up a point guard, but I have no love for the WNBA. Like, I have not watched, I should say. Not that, not that I can't, but I have not. You know who's turned me on to WNBA? Chris Paul. Like, he's a huge advocate for them. He is. So he really I've is, been, yeah. I've been to a number of Atlanta Dream games. I really have. But it, it really was about the social event and not so much watching mm -hmm. the players. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a different kind of game. It really is. Um, but, but I'm not opposed to giving them – um, giving them their props. Er. Yeah, I listen, I'm an all-around basketball fan, so you know, I see a lot of stuff. I've been watching the WNBA ever since it, the inaugural season with the Comets winning the championship. Um, you know, um I, I kinda I kinda tell everybody, you know, a lot of people that know me very well know that, you know, I kinda had an advantage following women's basketball because my mom played women's basketball. So mm -hmm. Um, so of course I fell in love with watching women's basketball early. So that was my boost to continue watching it. Like I got it on TV right now. I'm watching the mystics playing, uh, Phoenix right now. Um, but it, to me, I like to watch it because 
the style of game is the type of game that I play. So outside of the fact that I can jump out the gym, but, um, you know, it's, it's the style of game that I like to play. Everybody touches the ball. Everybody has a plan. Everybody has a role. Whereas you watch the men's game and it's just like, okay, I got the ball. I'm dribble, 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 dribble. Look how fast I can dribble. Oh, look at my no look pass, this, this. That's not the type of basketball that I enjoy watching anymore. Like, you know, it's good to see every once in a while, but it's like you're watching good quality basketball right now. That's the main reason why I watch. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, got, I got into watching the game the other night. With a Sue Bird playing in it, dude. I mean, that woman, she's like, she's like that lead Steph Curry. I mean, <laughs> I saw her hit about eight three pointers, and I mean, the woman is forty years old. I mean, <clears throat> she looks like she can play till she's fifty. I mean, I, I, it's, it, I'm telling, you, they have got some very talented women there. You're seeing a uh, some clip from a special they had on the other night. And one thing that I really love and admire and adore about this league is that these women are united. And when these women get together, they are so strong about when they want to talk about social justice or whatever it is they want to talk about. When these women get together, I think they are the strongest league out there when it comes to leagues as a whole, because when they... They don't care what anybody has to say. They don't care if they're going to take them off the air. They're like, listen, we're going to wear these T-shirts. And, and damn, they said, nobody better say anything about it. <laughs> but that's, that's how they are. That, and I love that about them, that they unite and they get things done more so than any other organization that I've seen out there. They're, they're looking there at some of the shirts that they wear. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah, black women. I mean, and that, that's our culture in general, right? They get it done. I so agree. I think that for me, I didn't grow up with the same advantage that Irvin grew up with. Like we only, the only thing you saw on TV was men's basketball and UConn women. And that got old. It really did. And so it, I was turned off to the college game. But nowadays you see more and more teams that are doing better at the college level females and then you want to follow those females when they come into the WNBA. So I think that the the better the better the um the the NCAA does for women's basketball, the bigger we'll see the WNBA be. Okay, just for the record, I was okay with UConn basketball. I like seeing them UConn team. <laughs> I love one? seeing them UConn, UConn team, Molly Whopping, everybody I like that. I like seeing Gino out there Pushing them girls and why? Hey, I'm I'm a UConn guy like that. So don't talk about UConn too bad. Irv, I'm gonna give you the last word on the WNBA. Hold on, not something just popped up on my screen. Uh, oh. so, so the Broncos just cut another player who got hurt away from the the stadium. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, and then another thing that popped up on my phone. Uh, got a WNBA player getting ready to get a triple double, two assists away. But um. I'm about to turn to that game right now. But um, yeah, like, so it's, I, I just, I tell everybody, give the league a chance. If you don't like it, fine. Um, I, you know, at least you gave it a shot. Um, but the one thing that I tr do try to push a lot of people who have young, young girls who are trying to get into basketball is, you know, pay attention to the women's game. Like it's, it's, it'll, it'll push them a little bit further than watching the men's game doing everything else, because you'll learn a lot more watching the women and how they operate as well. I agree. Um, switching right along to another topic here, and it involves <laughs> women's basketball, <clears throat> the Olympics. Um, there's a lot of talk right now about the Olympics. Uh, the, the torch is being carried around right now, and it's in route and all that. And, you know, the Olympics, I think, are going to be in Japan this year. And there's a lot of talk about whether or not we should even have the Olympics with, you know, obviously the pandemic is, I don't know, it depends on who you are, whether you think it's still going on or not still going on, but who knows what the hell's going on with it over in Japan. <laughs> Carrie, should we have the Olympics this, this coming up a winter? Mm, that's tough. That's tough, Coach. It, um I don't know. Um, 
That's above my pay grade. I don't know that I can. Make that. <laughs> I don't know that I can make that call. Um, I would love to see it, but I would hate for the repercussions to be that we fall back into a situation like we fell into for 2021. Because I can't survive it. I don't want to. I don't want it to be all over. You know, in, in another pandemic. So, um, I don't know, man. I think it's a it's a tough call. Food for thought. Earn. Yeah, I'm with Carrie on that one. That's tough, because uh, ultimately you are you already missed a year, and every everything that has been built to be used in was Japan, right? Um, to just have the money wasted, I, I think that's not going to be a good look on the Olympic Committee. But you know, we we're through we're going through a special time right now that rarely happens. So I mean, if they're going to make a decision, it's going to have to be quick. Yeah. Well, here's where here's where I am. And, you know, I, I try to look at this thing from a lot of different viewpoints. Irv just talked about the financial thing and the people who put that on. Eh, you know, I don't really look at that viewpoint that much because them people got plenty of money. They got, plenty money. They got, they got so much money. <laughs> that stuff is probably insured and somebody finna get a big fat check, you know, you know from the insurance and. You know, they'll find something to do with all that stuff. <clears throat> Ain't worried about it. Think about if you're that athlete yeah. who's been training all these years <clears throat> for that one thing. And you saw a slip and go away, you know, last year, whatever. And now they've been telling you, hold on, keep, keep training. <clears throat> this is going to be the year. And now you don't get it this year either. That that's what I'm thinking about when I'm when I'm trying to kind of fathom do I want this thing to happen or not. <clears throat> I don't I can't imagine not being able to, you know, at least try my attempt for whatever it is that I'm training for because of this. And especially now when you're talking about, you know, we're getting shots and, and we got vaccines and all these things and everything's opening back up. You know, you got people running around now, now no mask, no mask necessary. Uh, governors are saying no uh, mask are optional now. All of these things, but we can't do the Olympics and I can't go back out there and do my thing. I, I don't know. I just, that that's kind of the side I'm taking. And so I'm kind of leaning towards and hoping that it's able to happen, if nothing else, for the athletes' sake, ways they can. <clears throat> I mean, I, I hear that, and I, I certainly am empathetic toward those um, athletes, but I think that everybody had something robbed from them during this pandemic season. True. Um, my daughter just graduated from Georgia Southern, and oh, she, for two years, she really hadn't had the experience that she'd been looking forward to since she was in high school, mm. because she hasn't been able to be on campus and live that kind of life. So um, everybody's life has changed because <laughs> And is, is, is it worth the risk of going down there and maybe picking up variants that you bring back and then we throw our country back into this situation for a race or for a series of races? I mean, it has to be there's a big there's there's a big picture here. So I don't know. Er, talk to me about how you feel about the athletes. <clears throat> yeah, you. you you, you kind of got to put the athletes first in, in multiple facets, though. You want to see them com compete because this is their highest level of competing at. Sure. Um, but you also have to seriously consider the health risks. Um, me personally, if I was one of those athletes, I would want to compete. That's just the type of person I am. And um, I'm going to talk about what Jason just put up <laughs> on the comments a second ago. But, uh, yeah, like, um, I, I personally would rather have the athletes compete, man. Mm. Like, it, you, you've been working too hard for five years now instead of four as normal. Um, at this point, you can only say if you want to if you want to come out, you know, get do all the necessary things that you need to do in order to get to Japan and let's, let's battle it out. Mm. I'll say this, and uh, <clears throat> it reminds me of old, Dave Chappelle joke I heard years ago before Dave Chappelle was even Dave Chappelle when only like, you know, 10 people knew who he was. He said, imagine if you're that athlete <clears throat> in the Olympics and you've been training your whole life for this one thing. You have been 
eating all the right stuff. You haven't been drinking. You haven't been having sex. Haven't been going to parties. You've been purifying your body. This temple, getting it ready for the Olympics. And now you're a marathon runner. And you've been running marathons every day and doing all this and punishing your body and expanding your lungs. And here you are in the Olympics and you look up and you're in last place. <laughs> <laughs> and now, in your mind, you start thinking, damn, I could have been drinking, I could have been smoking, <laughs> having sex every day. I could be doing if I was going to be in last place. <laughs> now I know why I never was in the Olympics. <laughs> sex or track, sex or track. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I just think about all the hard work that these athletes have been putting in and, you know, all the sacrifices that you make to be a world caliber athlete. I'm talking about this ain't, you know, this ain't Gwinnett County. This ain't, you know, Georgia. We talking about the entire world. I'm going out here to run against the fastest brothers in the world. And I mean, you know, you doing all this right now, Sunday night. Well, you know what? We don't have this year. <laughs> I mean, that would be a tough pill to swallow. So I don't know. I, I guys, I hear everything that you're saying. I myself am leaning towards hoping that they're able to get it done. Not really sure if they will or not. So my last thing I'm gonna talk about, and it's the first thing we talked about last week, but I want to kind of get an update because I don't want this to leave us is Aaron Rodgers. Guys, I really don't think it's going to work out. I mean, the way it's looking, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be there. So my thing to you guys is, where is he going to be? Karen, we got about five minutes. <clears throat> Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play. <laughs> I sure as hell hope not. Oh, my God. Erd, <laughs> what do you no. think? Hey, we, we got a front row seat at the stadium club in Washington, D.C. for Oh, him. my God, no. We reopened for him. Hey, Aaron, I, just come on home. Look, man. Sure, get, but, but don't follow John name. Walls. But don't follow get a John name Wall. for your team. Get clip. a name for your team first. That's all right. <laughs> the Fighting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> fighting Rodgers. I hear you. I, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I would love to see him in San Francisco. There's been talk of him coming to San Francisco. Uh, Ms. Peavy says she bets he retires, and and I could see him doing that. I, I could definitely see him retiring because that that's the kind of guy he looks like. He looks like he'd be that guy. Like you know what? I'm just not gonna play anymore. I'm just gonna <laughs> shut it down. I mean, I think they said his uh, that he's made like 23 million or something like that. Or, I'm sorry, 230 million dollars is how much he has. You know, in the bank. So he could very well just uh, just go ahead and retire and be done with it. Hey, look who joined us. Number one, we got Flipper. Flipper up top up there. <laughs> 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 and then we got Mr. Travis. What's going on, Trav? Hey, guys. Travis in the building. Travis showed up the other night. Yep. So, uh, so we had a good time, and we want to have another good time tomorrow night. Guys, I love it because um, – I know most of the people who, who come on this show and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I know the Hoods and I know Tom and Annette and, and Nancy Peavy and those guys. But I love when you guys get to meet each other. And, and, and that, that gives me a lot of joy in knowing that now all of my friends kind of know each other. And it's just, it's just a, a nice thing to be able to now you see them on here and see the things that they're saying. But you've also had the opportunity to meet them and talk to them. So that's why I'd love for you guys to come out. What you got, Jay? Oh, nothing, man. I just wanted to thank everybody for coming out uh, last Sunday. It was a great time. I know I didn't stay to the end because I had to go actually record another podcast. So I had to go knock that out. But I appreciate everybody coming out and uh, grabbing the shirts. And the only thing I got is the big man shirt. So if you a big man or a, a very voluptuous woman, we got shirts for you, so we, we got you. We got you on deck, so let, let us know. 
Yeah, if you're if you're a woman that can wear these t-shirts he got left, uh, let, let me give you my number real quick. I just <laughs> <laughs> no guys listen we had a lot of fun the other night um and like i said from the bottom of my heart i want to thank everybody because uh i i could have stayed all night i mean after the move was over we probably sat there another 30 45 minutes talking i know travis came up and told me he had to leave but i was one of the last ones to go me and my kids and I, I'm telling you, we stood out there for another 30, 45 minutes just talking after the movie. So uh, we had a ball. We're going to have another ball tomorrow night. Uh, then we're going to have some food and drink over here at my house on Saturday. And that that's going to be good. Uh, like I said, a lot of other people are going to be stopping by and coming through. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, again, thank you all for being here tonight, as you are all the time. Thank you, Ms. Ham. Thank you to the Hoods and the Peavies. Thank you, Tom, as always. Thank you, Mr. Butler, as always. We love you guys, and we hope to see you next week. Uh, somebody please get get uh, Carrie a new shirt. That's why she's doing that. <laughs> tell that she needs a new shirt. <laughs> she needs a new team, too. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Good night. <laughs> That's just wrong for that. He was wrong for that. (laughs) Good night, Miss Francis. Right from the hip. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you as always. All right, man. Thanks, Jay.